this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. Uh, really excited to talk about today's topic because it was something that came up in my real life, uh, not my work life, my real life, that um, I think says a lot about relationships. So earlier this year, I was out to dinner with my wife and three other couples uh, to get a sense of who these people are. All of us are between 37 and 47. All of us have been married around 10 years. All of us have children between two and seven years old. The men usually sit together and, and talk about business and politics and sports. The women are usually talking about the kids. At some point of the night, uh, conversation got real. Uh, topic comes up from the women's side of the table, and I thought it was fascinating. It was a, an internal discussion between one of the couples in which they agreed that they were absolutely not best friends. So suddenly, everybody at the table is weighing in on the topic, and all the other husbands are like, well, she's my wife. She's not my best friend. Or... I love her and I wouldn't want to be married to anybody else, but if I had one day to myself, I'd be watching football and playing golf with the guys. So sure enough, like not, this isn't even like a pat on the back. It was, this is just what happened. I was the only guy who unabashedly declared that my wife was my best friend. So I wasn't trying to impress anybody or show off that I was a better husband. That's actually how I feel. At the same time, it was striking to me that in these other normal functional marriages, right? Some of our, our closest friends, none of these couples call themselves best friends. So I bring this up, obviously, not to disparage my friends, uh, nor to put myself up on some sort of pedestal. Um, but this isn't just my opinion. Being married to your best friend is not just a good thing, but it's a great thing. According to a National Bureau of Economic Research report cited by the New York Times in 2015, those who consider their spouse or partner to be their best friend get about twice as much life satisfaction from marriage as others do. I am not remotely surprised by this. Who, again, when we stop and think about it, who makes you happier than your best friend? Probably not your mom or your dad or your boss casual acquaintances. If you could spend every single day with your favorite person in the world, why wouldn't you? But doesn't that beg the question? Why do most people marry someone who is not their best friend? Like why would you voluntarily put yourself in the position to live in a house with someone for 40 years who is not your best friend? And that's the thing that I have a hard time wrapping myself around, even though, again, I see plenty of uh, certainly on the surface, successful marriages um, that in which the husband and wife are not best friend. So on one hand, I could understand how women have uh, might have a different perspective. Um, women have closer relationships in general than men. So if she has a, a sister or a high school best friend who's closer to her than anybody, I could see how a traditionally masculine husband provides something else that she doesn't already have, uh, whether it's strength or fun or security or laughter or uh, financial support. So I 
a woman could quite easily have a, a best friend separate from her husband, but should she? Well, the same study that I cited before says no. Women benefit more from being married to their best friend than men do, though women are less likely to regard their spouse as their best friend. I will repeat that. <clears throat> women benefit more from being married to their best friend than men do, although women are less likely to regard their spouse as their best friend. So to me, this is somewhat predictable, if unfortunate. In my second book, Why You're Still Single, there's a chapter called Men Don't Go Both Ways, in which I talked about the archetypes of two kinds of men, the Marlboro Man and the Sensitive Artist. What these studies tell us is that women are continuing to marry the Marlboro Man, who doesn't want to talk about his feelings and isn't that concerned with yours, even though the Sensitive Artist has a greater capacity to be your best friend. Once again, not terribly surprising. Women don't always want to marry their best friend, especially if they're not feeling much attraction to him. And by the way, you shouldn't. You shouldn't go out with anybody that you're not attracted to. I completely support the stance. So I don't want to try to twist, you know, marry your nice guy best friend talk. Right? Like, I, like that's not what I'm saying. Right? I'm not, I don't support passionless relationships just because he's nice. Right? The reason I'm bringing up this topic as the subject of its own Love You podcast is because it's seminal, it's essential to how you choose your future. And again, on another level, it's very validating of the choice that I've made. So I don't want, I don't want to ever engage in black and white thinking, right? There's no either or, there's lots of ways to get happy. Um, my job in general is to report to you what I've learned, the, the, the stuff I've experienced as a married man, as a dating coach, as someone who reads pretty obsessively about this subject. So in my Love You course, I have an exercise, and it's a made-up silly exercise. It's called QRS, which is short for Your Quality Relationship Score. And you derive your QRS by rating your chemistry and compatibility on a 1 to 10 scale and multiplying the two numbers together. So chemistry can be sexual, it can be personal, how much you click, right? There's no, no one else could tell you what chemistry means, it's up to you. Your compatibility is essentially how well you get along as a couple. How do you handle conflict, money, family, work, time allocation, household chores, being social, etc. So in my experience, maybe in yours, relationships tend to start off like this. There's a nine chemistry, nine out of 10 chemistry, that gets things kicked off. And then in a decent marriage, there's a five compatibility. Right? Bad marriage, maybe two or three is your score in compatibility. Now multiply those numbers together to get you your QRS. Multiply nine, nine times five, you got 45, which is a marriage barely worth saving. Multiply nine times three and you have 27, which is an incompatible marriage kept alive by chemistry that's not really worth saving. But here's the problem with taking a nine chemistry as a baseline, because that is what gets things kicked off. The nine chemistry doesn't stay at a nine, does it? Right. Due to the effects of habituation, realizing that the new car feeling doesn't last for five, 10, 20 years, most nines in chemistry over time fall to sixes or sevens, which brings your QRS even lower. Now you've got a relationship that says seven in chemistry and a five in compatibility. Your score is a 35. Right. Again, it doesn't sound awful, seven in chemistry, five in compatibility, but 
I feel like everybody can do better. So when I tell you to consider my personal relationship model, the one I talk about extensively and love you, seven chemistry and 10 compatibility, I'm not telling you it's the only way. I'm saying that by my very crude math, it would be objectively superior to the low compatibility model that comes with a lot of couples who are not best friends. Seven chemistry, 10 compatibility gives you a healthy sex life and allows you to be married to your best friend and get along well. And that deep friendship isn't something that happens overnight. It's something that builds and grows over time. A good relationship should get stronger, not weaker. Most people take the reverse path. Their relationship peaks at three or six months and it goes downhill for the rest of their life. Uh, your relationship should grow. And that's why I advocate dating for two to three years before you get married. You need to be able to see when the chemistry wears off. You need to be able to see whether you're truly best friends who want to spend virtually every free second together. Because if you don't, if you settle for a marriage with a man who's not your best friend and has no interest in being your best friend, don't be too surprised if your marriage is a little rockier than, say, your relationship with your actual best friend. So think about it. This is all food for thought, these Love You podcasts. Do you want to marry your best friend? Or do you feel your husband should not be your best friend? Act on that. Share your comments in the thought, you know, share, rather, rather share your thoughts in the comments below. I'd really love to hear your thoughts about this because I, for me, I feel very, very strongly that my wife is my best friend. And uh, you're not wrong if you disagree. There's, uh, again, many ways to skin a cat, but I want to know what you think. Thank you so much for joining me on today's Love You podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Next week, I'm doing a Love You podcast with a live Q&A at the end about what makes a man a good first date. You don't want to miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to the Love You podcast on iTunes. Uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And best of all, I give away the most free dating and relationship advice on www.evanmarkkatz.com where you can take my quiz about your number one relationship challenge on my homepage and I will help you get the love that you deserve. See you again next week on the Love You Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,